so appreciate Pastor Lauren. Um, you know, our I guess our stories are a little bit similar, kind of. And uh, being raised in a church, we weren't raised in a ministry family, but marrying into a ministry family and um, just moving forward with the plan of God. God saw us faithful. And so that's what was important. That's what is important. And uh, in First Timothy, he uh, said, "I thank God that He counted me faithful, calling me into the ministry." So uh, God has got to see your faithfulness. Faithfulness is uh, not just faithful in your mind; it's faithful in your actions, what you do every day, uh, how you raise your kids, how you serve in the local church um, when nobody's watching. <laughs> Amen. And so uh, I love Pastor Lauren. Every I tell you, she's so generous. Uh, she is one generous gal. And I know she's generous because every time I get around her, I want to give her money. <laughs> and so I'm going, she must be so lucky because every time I say, I, got, I just got to give her a lot of money. I'm going to give her money. Uh, and so, uh, she is good ground and I love her. I love, uh, pastor Jordan. He just got so lucky with her. Like my husband got lucky with me. She was talking about the blessing of the Lord and they just, they don't know we were the blessing of the Lord. We're it. They didn't know what the blessing of the Lord was till they married us. It's called, it's called full revelation. They got full. They got full revelation, manifestation, the manifestation of the blessing of the Lord in their life. So um, it's a real honor to be here. Uh, I did. It took me a couple months to realize that they were asking me to minister because I usually come to the meeting. So I didn't realize they were wanting me to preach. And um, I just thought they were asking me to come with Pastor Nancy so that Lauren and I could hang out. Um, <laughs> Pastor Lauren and I, so um, it's uh, quite an honor to be here. And of course, just to be able to preach uh, with Pastor Nancy, that's the biggest deal. Uh, that's a big deal. <laughs> um, and so I appreciate uh, all the wonderful hospitality. And Dr. Jacobs, I see you back there, Dr. Jacobs. Thank you for coming and driving us. And it's nice to see you every morning, first thing in the morning. And it's a real treat to get to spend lots of time with him. Uh, so, uh, and of course, we've got our Merced family. Uh, th these are, my my husband calls these his sisters. I I think he calls them, they're very close. I think he, call, we're all very close, but I think he calls them his sisters just so he can legally pick on them and it be okay. Because <laughs> he takes his fair share of shots, but they dish it out pretty good. So uh, it's always good to have them here. It feels like home. So um, why don't we go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your goodness. We come to you this morning, Father, looking uh, to your word for all the answers that we need. Uh, we thank you, Father, that uh, as I begin to minister, that the goodness that you have for these ladies and the provision that you have for their life and your love for their life, Father, I thank you uh, that they'll just see it more and more. Uh, Father, I thank you that there's less of me, more of you, Father, uh, that uh, these women will just know you uh, in a deeper way as we leave this morning. And I, I thank you for the honor to be able to minister your word and the privilege in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Pastor Nancy began last night on uh, prosperity and, of course, uh, money and, and the way we think. And so I wanted to just continue with that, if we may, this morning. And, um, you know, the the um, the reviews, you know, let's say you want to get on an order something and you see that there's testimonials, right, of uh, the item maybe that you want to purchase. Um, I just recently purchased a my pillow. I did. I got the my pillow. My husband got one from his mother as a joke, and um, it ended up being a big hit in our house. And so I finally said I need to get one, um, and uh, ordered one. And of course, you know, before I'm I'm, I'm purchasing it, uh, you you start reading everybody's testimonials. You're reading how it's changed their life and how wonderful they sleep and. You know, best thing since sliced bread, people just rave and go on and on. How many stars? Well, this morning I want to just give a testimonial of what Pastor Nancy was talking about last night. And that it does work. It is true. And it doesn't matter where you started, what your background is, uh, where you came from. Uh, All that matters is that you get your thinking in line with the word so the word can work for you. Amen. And so this morning, it'll be like a review, like you could, you know, she, she uh, was sold the product last night, and then I'm going to give a review, you know, give my review <laughs> to support that, the five stars, you know, um, the Yelp, I'm giving the Yelp review this morning. Um, but right thinking towards prosperity uh, is a decision that you make. It's a decision. Uh, and it's a decision that you make because you can make it, but after you make that decision, you've got to follow it up with the effort of faith. So you can decide last night what you heard from Pastor Nancy uh, regarding prosperity and what the things you hear I say. You can decide that that's right. You can see that it's correct in the word. You can know, okay, that's God's plan for me. But once you make that decision that you know whether you're over, uh, having to overcome uh, maybe religious thinking, poverty thinking, um, just a lack of knowledge. Once you overcome that, you make that decision. Now it's time for the effort of faith. Because it's not just enough to come to the meetings and say that was wonderful and I saw some things and I I, I felt like on the inside something was changed. But God is going to expect that the revelation that was given and the word that was given, you're going to take from here and go put an effort of faith. And trust me, he will present you opportunities. And some of you last night may be revisiting some things that through, uh, you know, uh, um, maybe your past, uh, things that you thought you couldn't do because you checked your bank account. Um, You realized you were consulting the wrong thing as to whether or not you could get that new home or you could start that business. And so you've already maybe been having some things stirred inside of you that you need to be revisiting in line with the, the prosperity teaching that came last night. And if not, trust me, the Holy Ghost, when you go home, he is going to give you opportunity to put to use... Because if you don't apply the word that was taught, it'll, it'll be falling at the wayside, like the word talks about. And, you, and, and then it'll be, you know, just a fun women's meeting that you came and ate chocolate and pastries. And, you know, you could have gone to Starbucks and had that same experience. Or the puffy muffin. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, we we love going to eat. I love to eat. People say, you don't live to eat. Yes, I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> eat, don't live to eat, eat to live. I said, no, no, no. Um, I do live to eat. Um, I love to eat. And I love meals. I love eating good meals. Uh, but I, I tell you this, don't let these just be a good meal that you came and you sat at. Amen. Let the nutrients of the word go ahead and do a work in you. And so take the opportunity that comes uh, after you leave and, and the things the Holy Ghost begins to deal with you on. Take that and you start, you got to run with it. You got to make the effort of faith for the word to work for you. Amen. Uh, you know, I just a little bit of my background. I came from uh, a small town in Florida. I say Florida. People just automatically imagine where they want a vacation. Where I came from is not where you want a vacation. Um, we had pastor was raised in uh, the the far, farm uh, in Oklahoma, uh, southwest Oklahoma. I was raised. Uh, you had the swamp on one side, the farm behind you, and woods in front of you, and you couldn't see really see a whole lot of nothing. Uh, it's very wooded. It's very rural, tiny, tiny, tiny little town, tremendous church there. My parents got, uh, they, they were both raised Methodist. They, um, were, uh, uh, realizing that they needed to make some changes in their life or their marriage wasn't going to make it. They got into church and of course the word just completely cha- uh, transformed them. And then I came along and my sister and, uh, being raised in the church, a uh, word, a uh, word and spirit church. My pastors were under brother Hagen, followed him very, very closely. Uh, faith was very much a part of our life. Every day, I remember uh, my parents, of course, there's things you don't realize they were believing for until you get older. Uh, you didn't realize what you didn't have and what they, you know, the things that they um, uh, went through uh, in faith and, and progressed in faith uh, so that, like Pastor said last night, I could be further along. And um, and so I there wasn't a lot of um, the, the prosperity that we see. Let me say this. The prosperity that we see, uh, that I see in California, we didn't have a lot of that prosperity where I was from. And um, prosperity there, and I'm not talking about so much um, at my church, but prosperity there was a used car that was maybe only two years old. That was prosperity, right? A newly used, newly used was prosperity. You know, um, uh, prosperity of the homes, you know, we didn't see real big homes. You, um, didn't see new cars. I remember one time we went down to brother Hagen's meeting. I was in high school. We went down to brother Hagen's meeting in Miami, which we didn't go down to Miami because that was like, that was like different planet. We were about five hours from there. And, um, uh, we went down there and I mean, I saw all these nice cars. I'd never seen anything like that in my life. Um, uh, just a Mercedes, never seen Mercedes. I was in high school. You know, uh, we did not see these kinds of things. And, um, of course, uh, in the, the income is a little bit different, but I tell you what, uh, our folks knew how to live by faith. They knew how to trust God and they knew that God wanted more, but you know, renewing your mind to the word continually. And we'll talk about that this morning. Um, there was a, a progression, there was progress, but, uh, when God brought me out to California, um, of course that was my background. So I want you to know when I begin to share uh, a little bit of our story this morning. Know this, I did not come. Uh, I, I probably had never seen a million dollar home till I visited California when I was 20 years old. I had uh, not really, I don't even think I'd ever been in a new car. 
brand new car since I, you know, till I visited California, till I moved to California. I didn't know what it was like to get a new car. Um, and so I did not have, I wasn't raised in a minister's home, just a, a, a regular family that was faithful to the local church and endeavoring to live in faith. They were moving in faith and, and, and in the spirit. And so uh, when I uh, begin, God began to deal with my husband and I about the home that we're in now, uh, you understand there was some adjustment in my thinking that had to happen what Pastor Nancy was talking about last night. Uh, so it does not matter where you come from. It does not matter your background. doesn't matter uh, how much money you were raised with or where you were raised. None of that matters to God. The word is the great equalizer. Makes us all equal. Amen. Uh, equal opportunity with God. And so, but there was some adjustment in the thinking. So that's why I said right thinking towards prosperity is a decision, uh, but you have to follow it up with the effort of faith. So God was bringing me the opportunity to put some effort in faith towards prosperity, but it was still going to be my effort. He had it for me, but it was my effort. Amen. And uh, we, six years ago, we began believing uh, for our home that we're in now. Uh, was it the leading of God? And the, uh, you don't have to have a leading of God if you desire a new home. But for us, it was a leading because we had just bought a home. Uh, we had not been in it very long. And so it didn't make sense for us to start believing for a new home. Um, but we did because God had been dealing with us, uh, both of us. And we only, it was just the two of us and a, uh, our son, my oldest, he's now six and a half. But we didn't need, why would we need a new home? There was three of us in a, in a good size home. Uh, it was brand new when we bought it. And, uh, but we knew God was dealing with us. So we just began to say, thank you, Father, for our new house. Thank you, Father, for our new house. Um, and what we needed, you know, during that six-year you know, time period, lots happened. <laughs> lots went on. We never quit believing for our new home. You know, we had dad went home. Both of us had grandparents that went home. We had two more children. Uh, all these things. You know, we started the Bible school. Uh, life keeps going. And never once did we ask God. Never once did I ask God. Well, when are you going to give me my house? It's been forever. You know, you de we never complained. We never whined. We never, you know, it's taken so long. Um, we just, I just kept saying, thank you, Father, for the right home. What I didn't realize in that six-year time period with what God had for me, I needed, or six years, I needed six years to get this thing. So don't ever question how long, because he's probably waiting on you and your thinking. Amen. And he needed my thinking to come up, like Pastor said last night, that I deserved what he had for me. That was a, that was a struggle. That it was not a struggle for my husband um, to know that he deserved something. Um, he... <laughs> That is not a difficulty for him. Uh, but for me, again, because of the background and because of where I came from, um, and not that my parents had said anything or done anything, you know, to make me think like that, that just comes with your upbringing. That comes with your environment. You know, so if your environment has always dictated less for you, you need to get out in a new environment. Go be in a new environment. <laughs> Get around folks that will create a different environment for you. An environment of prosperity. An environment of increase. 
Amen? You can't hang around the same family members and the same even congregation members if they don't want to get their thinking in line with the increase that God has for his church. Amen? You might have to change your fellowship in order to change your home. You know, uh, and so for my husband and I, I mean, thank God I didn't have to change fellowship with him, but it it took us, he went through a very, um, both of us, you know, turned 30 in that time. He went through, both of us went through a very, um, uh, we had two very difficult seasons, uh, big seasons of tests in our life. And I remember uh, when we looked back and just, you know, test opposition, uh, like we had never seen before uh, for our, because of our call um, and going into the next phase of the things God had for us. And I told him, I said, I cannot imagine having what we've, what we've been through with our home and then having to have dealt with that at the same time. God knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. And so this, this six years, I would let my mind, let my imagination go that God was just preparing something for me. I thank you, Father, every day. I thank you for my new house. You're just preparing something for me. I'm just going to relax and let you uh, prepare whatever it is you have for me because I want it perfect when I get there. I want it, I want it just right for me. Amen. And uh, in the meantime, in that six years, we had a... <laughs> Uh, we had a, a wonderful home and then we ended up moving in for a little bit with, um, uh, pastor and doctor. And we, uh, enjoyed that season because, um, dad went home during that. So we got to spend a lot of extra time with him, um, uh, before he went home. And, um, but in that time period as well, we ended up accumulating 30,000 plus dollars of credit card debt. Um, some was brought upon our, well, all of it brought upon ourselves, but some of it, we, uh, we could have prevented. Um, and we learned some things and that's a whole nother sermon (laughs) on love. Um, (laughs) that's a whole nother sermon. And so some of you've heard that story. Uh, and so some of this, we ended up, uh, realizing and over time and we saw God supernaturally pay that off. So all the while, we're just, we're just increasing in faith, you know, growing in faith. Uh, and God took that, and we used that. We didn't get down. We didn't beat ourselves up. We said, no, 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 this is uh, this paid off. And God, once we started applying our faith to it, it didn't take long. All the money came in. Uh, we sowed seed. We um, stayed faithful. Uh, there was times that we had to, um, the, the ministry was behind. And uh, I remember when we had moved into our first home, the ministry had uh, we had to take, uh, sometimes a week off at a time. And then we wouldn't work Fridays, the stuff. And that's two incomes, you know, for our home, uh, for our household. And, uh, one thing, uh, when you think right about money and I, I love, you know, with, with what past some of the things pastor Lauren was saying the other night, when you think right about money, uh, you can take and keep doing, being faithful with your money, even when your circumstance changes, because it was in that season during that six years, we were still believing that, uh, we had a brand new home and lots of bills. And now we're getting right after that. Now we're getting laid off every other week, you know, or uh, one week a month. And now uh, every Friday, we all, the, the staff, we understood that we're faith people. We'll do what faith does, whatever it takes. We still showed up to work, uh, paycheck or no paycheck. I don't work for God for a paycheck. Amen. I work for him, uh, because of what he's done for my life. And so I don't understand people who need to go out and work and miss church 
because we didn't get paid and we were still there because he changed our life. Amen. Um, and so during that time, we still tithe as if, why should the church suffer, you know, just because my paycheck. So we took and we just kept tithing as if we were getting paid the same amount. You know, so the thinking started long before the house manifested. The right thinking had to be in place. So God, there was opportunity all along the way. The same same example is very similar to the young man that Pastor Debbie said. They hired the thinking had to be in line for God to say, "Okay, now hire him." So God was taking our thinking for six years and seeing what we were gonna what were we gonna do with our money. How are we going to treat, uh, you know, the, the, the paycheck that we receive from the ministry? Amen. So we just kept tithing the same. We didn't look at, uh, like I said, the church needs our tithe. <laughs> and so I'm not cutting my tithe to, be, you know, to bless my church just because my income. And I tell you what, God, in that, in that time period, we had no backyard. We had no refrigerator. Uh, we, we didn't have much furniture. Um, and so we, we kept tithing the same. And God brought us all those things. Uh, even though our, ministry, you know, our, 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 um, our income was uh, short, God took care of us. And so you hold on to, to those things. We get the, uh, then we, we get the debt, and then we get that paid off, believe in God. And all the while, just renewing our mind, renewing our mind, renewing our mind. She begins to teach on uh, uh, abundance. You know, we come into the year of abundance. What was uh, the year before that? Was um, year greater. Year greater was a uh, turning, real turning point um, in my thinking when she began to minister on the year greater and what greater is for your life. And, uh, and so here we, uh, come and, and we, we left, we, we moved out of her house. God dealt with us. We found a place to rent. I knew it was the right place to rent. And, uh, by this time we just, we had just the two kids, uh, the two boys. And, uh, I, Stephen had asked me, I remember he said, how long do you think we'll be here? I said, I don't know. I said, I don't need, I just moved in. I don't need to address that right now. <laughs> we'll take it one step at a time, brother. Uh, and so, <laughs> We call each other brother and sister. Um, and so, uh, and so I, I said, well, well, what do you think we'll be here a year? I don't know. So year comes around. I felt led. Let's, let's stay here. We'll renew at least one more year. Um, it seems like I had peace for that. I knew um, there wasn't a home yet for us. And I didn't sense to move from there. So we just kept following the Holy Ghost. We enjoyed, I tell you, it was a, a wonderful, it was a blessing. Uh, we got up every day. I want to tell you something. If you know there's another place for you, another home, another business, get up every day and be thankful where you're at. Be grateful. We would go, we were renting a home. It was a, it was a good, decent sized home, uh, maybe 2,300 square feet, but it was on somebody else's property up in the hills. And, um, and there was a lady who lived in the big house. The, the big house was much bigger than that. And we lived there and of course it's, it's not your home. You're renting someplace. And then you, you see the owner that every day that you're renting from. And so you're very aware it's not yours. And you know, our backyard was, our view was spectacular. Um, but the backyard was small and the garage was small. And we had had our list of things that we were believing for in a home. And this wasn't it. But I tell you what, we'd sit down on our back porch and we just thank God. We were so grateful to be, there was so much peace there because there's always peace in following the spirit. 
So don't get in a hurry and don't get discouraged just because you hear about abundance and, and prosperity and you want to make it happen tomorrow. You can't make it happen tomorrow. And you'll turn ungrateful. You'll, you'll become unthankful for where you're at and the preparation time for where you're at. And so, um, and so the, during that time, I just began to really renew my mind to uh, the more that God had, that he wanted more. And, and up my thinking, we, we would go, and, and from the time God started talking to us, we looked at home for, homes for six years. We, I looked at them on the Internet. I took realtors to take me to look at homes. We broke into homes. We snuck into homes. If it was for sale and nobody lived in it, you better believe we were checking the door handle. Front door, back door, garage, because we were getting in. Windows. Yeah, we, we did it all. And so we were, we were house shopping. A whole new meeting to window shopping. <laughs> and so we, um, we went and looked at everything. And every time we went in, we'd see things we like. And, and I'd say, you know, and I'd check down here. Ah, no, that's not it. No, that's not it. So here we are. We've been looking at homes. You know, we'd found a home. She said it was a dump. We liked it. <laughs> looking back, it was a dump. <laughs> Compared to what we have, uh, you know, and of course I'm thinking to myself, I'm looking in, you know, price ranges and I'm going, okay, well, uh, this price range is doable for us and this comfortable and this price range, it would stretch us, but I think we can make it work. And then there was the price range that you go, oh, okay. Uh, you know, you're hoping God doesn't talk to you. You know what I mean? You're just hoping you don't hear anything. Um, and so uh, we, we're coming to the end of that two years. And um, my husband, I, I had been going through a, a major test. And uh, I had gotten a surprise, gotten pregnant. that was not planned. My little girl was not planned. Um, I think the only one who knew I was going to have a little girl was Pastor Johnny. Uh, <laughs> he had ministered to us before my second son about us having a girl. And so I knew when I found out I was pregnant, I knew it was going to be a girl. I knew she was going to have blue eyes. And, uh, and cause my husband wants a child with blue eyes. Both my, my boys have my brown eyes and I, I just knew a couple of things. And, and so here we go around the time though. I, I remember when I got pregnant, I counted up the months and I go, Oh, uh, about the time I'm supposed to be having her. Our lease is up at this home. It's tax time. It's Holy Ghost meetings. And I need to be figuring out what I'm going to do with my son because he needs to start school. And so all these things, you know, for, for about seven months. And ladies, you, want, you know, you know, the pastor was talking about last night, your husband and how to talk to your husband because the financial pressure and the responsibility, he's going to face things that we don't have to. But I know this as uh, mamas and um, as the responsibilities we carry, sometimes there's things that we are tempted, you know, 
where am I? Where am I going to put the kids for school? Where am I going to do for daycare? What am I do with uh, the job? What are we going to do with you know? And and I do the finances, so I know you know where the money needs to go. I do our the taxes, do all that stuff, and um, and then on top of that, you know, our ministry um, responsibilities were just increasing. That was when I had begun um, probably pastoring pretty much full time at that point, um, right after I got pregnant, and so um, you know, she, Pastor. Nancy was gone um, quite a bit, and then I run the Bible school. And so everything is just, you feel like this snowball of acceleration. And then you're going, and I don't even have a home. And I know I'm not supposed to stay here anymore. My two years is up. And there's nothing. You, you got nothing. God's not giving you nothing. And not only that, all people are starting to buy up property, so now there's nothing on the market. Hardly. I have seen everything. I have snuck. If you could sneak into it, I did. And, uh, and, and within the, especially within the price range, you know, that I wanted. And, um, and so it was only three months, uh, less than three months before we had to be out. And and in fact, they were already asking us because they needed to prepare and get the house ready if if we weren't going to rent it again. And, uh, I said to God, I said, all right, well, um, I'm going to tell him, Lord, I have no place to go, but that's all right. I'm going to tell them that we're not going to renew the lease because I know in my heart we're not supposed to stay here. So that means you're getting you're you're still getting some things fine tuned for me. You get some things ready for me. And so it was about two and a half months to three months. uh, This home came on the market in the neighborhood that I had been looking at this neighborhood. um, I kept going back to this neighborhood over and over again. I had never seen this home in this neighborhood, but I would always look. This neighborhood is only five minutes from the church. Not even. My home is within four minutes from my church. And that was a top priority to me. Very important to me. It matters how close you live to your local church. (laughs) It matters. Uh, And so that's our priority. So I knew God was going to have something to meet uh, my request because my request was in honor of him. If you take God into into consideration and the things that you're believing for... Amen. And honor him in those decisions. He'll honor you. He'll meet that. Amen. But some people never even take God into consideration. I want a new home. I want it to look like this. And they'll, they'll drive Timbuktu just to have it because it's a little bit cheaper than if they, they stay a little bit closer. Amen. And so... Um, this home came on the market. Come to find out, these folks had bought this home from the original owner. He was a builder, and they had bought it six months earlier. Uh, only stayed in it on the weekends. Had another home in Orange County, and we're in the process of buying another home up in the hills where we had just moved from. And they said, "Yeah, uh, we don't want to be here anymore. We don't want the home anymore." After six months, and so there was an offer already on the table for this house. A guy was going to put. I don't know, like $350,000 down, but he wanted to lease it for, I think, two, three years. Uh, we had about $10,000. That was it. So we walk in, and we said, here's uh, all we, we have to offer you. We've got $10,000. We'll open an escrow account. If you'll lease it to us for a year, uh, lease option for a year, we'll buy it from you. And they said, okay. They took us over the guy who was going to put down more money. And they said, we want a family. We had so much favor walking into this. They absolutely, uh, they loved our family. Um, you know, I, I'd send them our, our, our lease check every month. I'd write them, you know, just a nice note. Appreciate you, you know, uh, the opportunity. Just so thankful and appreciative, expressing to them our, our gratefulness. And so um, I... Uh, 
<clears throat> I remember um, during that time when we were when we were transitioning to moving in, of course, I was getting ready to have a surgery. And my husband, we had sat down before we made the offer and he said, OK, well, let's do up a budget. And um, I talked to Pastor Nancy, and she kind of had some suggestions. And I had a budget already, and then we factored in some other things and our uh, all of our giving, all of our expenses. Now we've got another baby. Listen, at, at the time we had to move in, I've got to pay, you know, six grand to have a child. Uh, you got to pay to move. Um, you got all these expenses coming up. But see here, I've been spending. I've been spending six years on my thinking. To get ready for this. And so I'm not going to let, you know, some little piece of paper with a budget on it. And that budget said we were going to be short almost $3,000 a month to live in this home. What are you going to do then? If you're thinking, if you've been, been dealing with your thinking and renewing your mind with the word, go to Joshua Joshua 1, 8, and this is a, a passage that my husband and I, we have been meditating on for quite some time. Joshua 1, 8, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe and do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous. This was our opportunity to make our way prosperous. It was to take the, the renewed mind that we currently had and not put it, uh, not let it go to waste. We're going to put it to use. Amen. Because we could have decided not to act on the word that went in, that we've been speaking all this time and to back up because of what the paper said. But we were determined we're going to take the, pro we're going to make our way prosperous. <laughs> Amen. You make your own way prosperous. God is the author of the prosperity, but you're going to have to make it happen. Remember what I said at the beginning with your effort of faith. Amen. The word does not fix your problem. Your right thinking in line with the word will fix your problem. Well, the word, will, the word's my answer. The word will fix it. The word will, the word will do it. Not if you don't take the word and put it up here and let it come out of your mouth and do the right thing with your money. The word may be your answer, but it's not answering anything for you. It's not fixing anything for you. Amen. A renewed mind can take a situation and turn it around. Amen. Because a renewed mind, it's got the word. A renewed mind speaks right. A renewed mind acts right. Amen. So people say, that, I know the word. I know you know the word's your answer. I know you know that Jesus is the healer. I know you know uh, that God is the author of your prosperity. But if you don't take the extra time, if you know that's an area you've been struggling in, or those symptoms keep coming back, or you keep struggling with the same financial issue over and over again, then the word isn't, isn't being able to be your answer because your thinking's not right. Go back to your thinking. That's what Pastor Nancy's trying to help us with last night is our thinking. So just that general statement, well, the word is my answer, is not enough. The word is my answer with my effort of faith. Join with it. Amen? 
And uh, so we had spent six years uh, renewing our mind. And so when we, I saw that 3,000 turn, my husband said, do we believe this is our home or not? And he said, yeah. Uh, going back to real quick, uh, the home that I said was a dump. Um, we loved it cause it had this really big garage and my husband, he tells the story, we walk in and, um, it had, it was a, it was a bigger home, but like she says, kind of like what a home job. They had kind of done some renovating. It was a home job. And, um, you know, there wasn't a lot of land. We wanted property, but it was unusable property. Um, and so all of it pretty much was unusable of the four or five acres that they had because it was on a hill and so but it had this big garage and it had a urinal in it and so you've heard my husband's testimony about the urinal we love that urinal <laughs> absolutely loved it I mean what a what a wonderful feature to have in a garage and my husband he's just he's a fix-it guy he's a handyman he's a builder he can do it all um and so he spends a lot of time in the garage and we just love that urinal <laughs> Well, when we walked into the, no other home compared because they didn't have a urinal. <laughs> and we walked in this home and we go around the corner and the, the garage and he, the, the truck um, that he drives is, is a big uh, green dually Ford. It's big and it's, it's usually not long enough to fit in an average garage and it's, and it's tall. Um, and then I was driving a, a, a tall X excursion at the time a lifted excursion so that didn't usually fit so we were looking for something uh bigger we walk we see this garage it's a four-car garage it has an extra long part and when you go in you go around the corner there's a urinal i said this is it i don't even need to see the house this is it and then it's got a big uh i don't know how many square foot the bottom garage kind of like a warehouse garage uh with two tall um uh rv uh doors and then an upstairs and it's got an apartment it's over 2,000 square feet and then it's got a car lift in it and so we walk into that and there's another urinal <laughs> two urinals <laughs> two urinals over and above more than enough exceedingly abundantly <laughs> above we would have settled for a home with just one urinal and one garage <laughs> you know but if we would have pushed it because we were we were moving in that direction had we to push it what look at i said to him what would we have missed out on patience faith and patience Amen. Because our mind needed to come up to the standard that God was going to put us at. Amen. And so with uh, being patient, and of course, here we go. We've got two urinals, but we've also got a double. Uh, our mortgage payment just is going to be doubled. And then we're throwing another baby on top of it, another kid, another mouth to feed, more diapers. Um, and so uh, you just see your expenses going up and going up. But I also see God uh, increasing our thinking. Our thinking's coming up. Everything, uh, everything in our life was coming up. Amen? And so I'm not letting a house slow my momentum. Not letting something natural slow down my momentum. Amen. And uh, so they held it. The, the sellers, they took our 10,000. They held the home for three months for us empty till we got out of our other lease. I mean, we just saw God work for us supernaturally. And then uh, all the money came in. We believe God. I said, Father, this is a plan you have. This is this baby was your idea. It wasn't my idea. 
So you're going to have to fund fund this baby. You know, I'm going to have a, a wonderful recovery from, from having the baby. All the, Listen, all the money came in. Everything worked out. But I tell you, the opposition in that time for that six months, well, where are you going to move to? We're going to have a baby. We're going to have money. You're going to have more expenses now. You know, just that constant bombardment. That's where the renewed mind, it steadies you. You cannot step out in faith and just step out because you heard a good message. You've got to take and renew your mind continually. Amen. And uh, <clears throat> we moved in the home, of course. And uh, I said to my husband, we, uh, we had a little bit in, in just a little bit in savings, maybe $8,000 in savings that we had um, set aside. And we'd never done this before. We had never. Uh, now, like I said, going back to, we'd saw God be faithful to us back in our, our home that we owned. And we still owned that home and had rented it out. We had saw God be faithful when um, when our, our, our income went backwards. You know, when our income stopped uh, at the level that it was at. We saw God be faithful to us. We had walked his word out. We'd been diligent and faithful with our finances to do uh, and be obedient to him. You know, and so now we, it's just on a whole nother scale. So God's going to take, and if you don't pass the first test, if you don't get past, uh, you, you know, right thinking maybe with a new car, you're not going to get the new home. If you don't get past the right thinking when there's a building fund project or pastor wants, um, is asking for uh, uh, the, the church to join together um, and to, to renovate something. And you can't be a participate in that because you're like pastor because you're saving up. You, you didn't pass the test. You're not going to make it. Amen. And so we have passed multiple tests. Amen. And not bragging on us, but that was because the word that was being taught. Amen. Because we're connected, right? That's a whole nother sermon. Okay. Uh, so we didn't have uh, a whole lot uh, of money and savings. Um, and, uh, but I want to, I want to tell you with that testimony, when we moved in, I said to my husband, I said, okay, uh, we were so thrilled to be in the home that we had believed for for six years. I can't tell you what a thrill it was. And it's still a thrill. I still wake up a year later, over a year later, and I'm so thrilled to be there. And I, I turned to him and I said, uh, we don't know how this whole thing's going to pan out every month. Um, what would you like to do? And we both looked at each other and they had taken and painted every wall white in the house. It was stark white. And remember Pastor Nancy last night? And she said when she feels that thing, try to get on her. You know, she went ordered. She went and bought something. So we agreed within a couple of weeks after living out of that, in that home, we're going to paint. I said, you go down there, you buy paint. You hire somebody. We hired one of the Bible school students. And we didn't look back. We just kept shoveling out the money. I said, if we got to tap into our savings, I don't care. Because I cannot sit back and wait for the bills to come in every month like this. And that's what people do. They make a step of faith and then they sit there and wait for the bills to come and see if God's, you know, going to provide. I'm not sitting back to wait to see if God's going to provide. I'm going to force his hand a provision. Oh, you play cards and you force somebody's hand? 
Listen, his hand of provision is strong in my life because I forced it. You know, you can force. Jesus paid it. He paid it. He paid for it. Amen. So we forced it. And the money, all the money came. We are, by, by, by one year later, our, we never had to touch our savings. Our savings account had doubled. I got a new car. We had the best Christmas, the biggest Christmas we had ever had. My family came out for Christmas. Amen. We had had a wedding shower at the house. We had had a baby shower at the house. We had had the Simons at our house. We had had everybody. We, we, it's a Bible school hangout. You know, we'd feed the boys, mainly the Merced boys. (laughs) You know, I bought drapes. We bought the kids. They, the boys wanted bunk beds. We bought them bunk beds. I needed a, 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 a bed for the guest room. We needed all kinds of stuff. And um, I, we just kept, as we, we since, you know, as our thinking, uh, just kept getting uh, more and more in line with the word of God. And you could sense on the inside the increase, the, uh, the growth on the inside. We just do more. Hey, we need new plants. Go buy it. <laughs> Hey, the kids want to have a a big party. All right, let's do it. Go buy all the food, you know. And you know something? We didn't say, uh, uh, let's go down, um, you know, I I didn't take our, our, you know, I say budget, but I don't really sit and calculate the money that we spent on the electric. Well, what did we spend on water? What did we spend on food? Uh, I got a general idea. You know, and then I just go in and do what I got to do. And so we don't take, I appreciate because my husband, neither my husband nor I, we don't take and say, well, you know, let's just wait. We need milk or he loves Oreos. We need Oreos. Well, honey, don't go buy that. Just wait till I go to Costco. It's a lot cheaper and we can get more. If we need something, we don't wait to go to the cheap store. We don't wait to buy it in bulk. We go down to the grocery store and we just pick it up. My kids need something. We, we all, listen, we all went to, we don't have dental insurance. My husband needed dental work. I needed to go to the dentist. We, we lived our life. We lived our life as if the word was true and God was a provider. We lived as if what Pastor Nancy preaches can be done. Amen. And the real deal breaker for the devil was about a month after we moved in the home, uh, the, uh, the truck needed some work. It was about $1,300 worth of work, $1,000, something like that. And, uh, it was not covered. It was the only thing not covered under the warranty. And so it's his mother's truck. It's in her name. It's in her name. Uh, but we pay, <laughs> we pay the insurance. We pay for everything. You know, we, we pay, for it as if it's ours. It just don't have my husband's name on it. And she likes, she's real good at reminding him of that. I think it's good for him. And so, uh, so we pay for everything. So he took it in and he calls me. And of course, here we are. We, I think we had barely paid our first month's rent on this new home. It had doubled every, you know, just our rent had doubled. You know, the, the mortgage payment had doubled. And when I say doubled in California terms, that's a lot of money. <laughs> And so, because we offered to them, we said, uh, because if we believe that was our home, we said to them, we'll cover your entire mortgage payment. 
I'm not looking to, to get a deal off them. We went right in. We said $10,000, and we'll cover your entire mortgage payment so that you don't have to put anything. Because the rent for a home like that was less than the per, you know, if you went in and you bought it. So we offered. I said, my faith has to come up to that anyway because we're going to buy it in a year. Might as well start now. So we offered to them. And so our, our, our rent payment was double. And here we go. First, right out the gate, $1,000. I think it was like $1,100. Uh, we got to pay down at Ford. And my husband called me. And he said, well, it's one thing not covered under warranty. It's going to be about $1,100. Uh, what do you want to do? I said, what I want you to do is I want you to go down there, swipe the credit card. Because if we get tripped up over $1,000, how are we ever going to believe for an airplane? And I said, I expect to see that charge today. <laughs> and I said, and all the money will be there. Within one week, we had gotten two checks to cover the entire thing. God was funding our obedience. The provision is in the obedience of stepping out in faith. The provision is not being safe. It's not with provision. Like Pastor said, provision is not with saving God money. That's not where the provision is. That's not where prosperity is. Yeah. And so... uh, uh, we had, we, we gave last year, we gave more money than we've ever given. We sold more, even personally, not even recorded, just personally. We, we were able to just personally sow money to people more than we have ever, ever. How do you, how do you, how do you move in a home, be $3,000 short and have your income or your increase in your giving an increase in your bills and an increase in everything we were able to do? Only God can do that. So here's the clincher. Our salary has not changed since 2009. What's how many years is that? Seven, eight years? Eight years? Eight years since our salary from the church, since we got a raise. Eight years. So no one can ever say, oh, you got a raise. I like it like that. No one... God gets all the glory. uh, There's no way anybody can ever attribute this to any. Listen, mama didn't give us any help either. The only relief she gave us was when she takes our kids to spend the night. (laughs) You know what I mean? We didn't, we didn't go to her and say, well, can you help us out? We're going to be short. No, she needs our faith. She needs us to come up. She needs our, she needs us to increase, uh, because we've got a $15 million project on the horizon and my husband and I refuse, we refuse to be left being drugged by her in faith. Amen. That's really what it's all about. The increase of faith in the personal so that the increase in faith can come for the ministry. Amen. And uh, if you don't obey God, listen, when you leave here and you've heard uh, Pastor Nancy minister uh, and you've heard this testimony, if you leave here and you don't obey God, um, you stop. If you don't obey him, you'll stop his flow. You'll stop his flow. His flow is the flow of faith. And if you stop in faith, you stop his flow. Amen. Amen. 
go find something to put your faith on. Go find something to stretch yourself on. Amen. Uh, last year we celebrated. We were, um, we've been married 11 years and uh, seems like a lifetime, but it's not. And uh, we, probably because we got married so young, uh, but, uh, you know, we, we had, I had said to my husband, I said, you know, we're, we've been married 11 years. I said, I feel like I'm living the dream. And not because of my home, uh, not because of my kids, but because I have somebody that I'm living faith with. You can't put a price tag on that. Young girls, if you're not married, I'm just telling you, you cannot put a price tag because the, the, the bills that we've seen in the last two years, the expenses that we've seen, the opposition that we've had, uh, I tell you what, I could not, you, could, you can't make it if you're dragging somebody. You're not going to make it. Because my faith now gets to go towards moving forward with the things of God instead of putting it on a man that I just want to be serving God. So make the decision now. Don't you think you're going to get the home God has for you with somebody uh, who doesn't want more? That's prideful to think your faith's going to be able to carry it. It took both our faith. Your pastor tells you, I wouldn't go there. I wouldn't date them. You better listen. Amen. We, we wouldn't even be remotely where we are without, you know, the, yeah, having the, the, the right, both of us moving forward in right thinking. Amen. And, um, <clears throat> I was going to say, you know, when we, when we decided, um, you know, when you decide you're going to quit, um, or you don't want to move forward in faith. You know what you're doing? You're not quitting faith. You're really quitting spiritual, your spiritual life. And people think, well, I can love Jesus and I can, you know, I serve Jesus and I, I want to be, um, you know, I just want to let my light shine. Your light shines the best when what he paid for gets its full work in your life. It's not just a hug and I love you. You think shining Jesus and, and, and representing Jesus is just hugging somebody and telling you love them, but you go home and you can't barely put food on the table. You don't even have enough money. Listen, if all you have to give somebody is a hug, <laughs> that's, 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 not, that's not really living for Jesus. Listen, more of Jesus means pursuing more of what he paid for. Amen. And uh, it, it's going to put more, more of Jesus is we're going to require a demand of less of your flesh. So more of him, less of your flesh. What was the biggest opposition we were facing when we saw the double coming up, the, the, the doubling and the tripling of our expenses? It was on our flesh. Our mind was renewed. Our spirit was in agreement. The biggest opposition was going to be the pressure that was going to come to the flesh. If you want more of Jesus, you're going to have to expect less of your flesh. And stop looking. Don't look to your flesh to, conf uh, to uh, well, let me see how the spirit of God, he said this to me the other day. Uh, that my flesh is never going to assure me of something that only my spirit can confirm. So don't look for your flesh to bring assurance 
to a situation that your spirit led you into. Our spirit led us to that home. And our renewed mind agreed with it. And my flesh is never going to assure me that the money's going to come. Amen. I'm not going to quit. You know, if I, listen, if I quit, uh, if I'm not going to quit spiritually, and we've decided we're not quitting our spiritual life. We're not quitting spiritual growth. So by us quitting, not deciding not to quit spiritually, we're going to have to decide to quit mentally. You can't have both. You can't figure it out and receive from God. Amen. You can't calculate and receive from God. You're going to have to shut down one or the other. If you're going to live out of your mind, if we were going to live out of our mind and what the budget said, we would have had to quit spiritually a long time ago. Amen. But if you want to make it spiritually, what is making it spiritually? When you make it spiritually, when you arrive spiritually, and you understand we're always progressing. But I'm talking about the day you go to see the Lord Jesus Christ and you take fruit with you because you decided to live spiritual. If you decide to live mental, you will show up empty handed. So it's not just about this life. It's about the life to come and what you're going to take with you. Amen. And the testimony that impacted other people and the finances that you had to fund your pastor's vision, which reached more people, which took care of the house of God. Amen. And uh, so you have to learn to live. We had to learn to live in the more than enough when what was around us looked, it looked like less than enough. When you can learn to live in the more than enough, because I live with God, I, I daily fellowship with God, I live in his more than enough every day, then I'm not affected by what looks like a less than enough around me. I'm not affected by that. Now, fast forward, and I'm going to close here. Uh, a year later, it's time for us to buy the home. And uh, <clears throat> the short somewhat short version that I can possibly give you is we were less than a month out from buying the home and uh we had been I had been working on a loan for months you know we have excellent credit we we had done everything uh the the one thing that we have been waiting on our home to sell we still own our home we still own the home that we bought uh all back in 2008 when we a couple years after we got married and that home is a blessing and uh, Grant's going to be buying that from us and so uh, not saying anything on him but it just it hadn't sold the, the way the circumstances the way the situation is it just hasn't sold that's fine it's nice that all of our faith though we're moving together we're believing God together and uh, God can work without my house selling or he can work with it. Doesn't matter. But because of that situation, because of some other things, uh, the loan that we were trying to get, it just wasn't, it just wasn't panning out. And we needed, I mean, we needed a divine idea. We needed something. I told God, we need something. Because I've done everything I know to do. I've pulled every paperwork, every bit, of, every bit of info next to going down and giving them some blood. I've given it to them, Lord. <laughs> You know, we've been diligent. We've been faithful. We have seen you uh, increase 
No salary increase, just increase. I mean, up until we, we began to get, people began to book my husband and I for meetings to come and preach. I mean, just one month after another. And on the one, it was interesting, the one month that we, I said, honey, we don't have any meetings, you know, booked for this month. So just know the money's coming from another avenue. He had a brother in the church come up and give him an extra $2,300 in a handshake. All the money, every month, all the money came in. And all the money, we are, I told you, our savings account doubled. And not only that, we filled our home with people. We filled our home with furniture. We, we just, just increase in every arena. Amen. 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 But a year later, and we've done everything we know to do. And so finally, my loan guy, he calls and he says, I've got this idea. Uh, talk with your family about it. Let's see what we can do. And it uh, seems simple enough. Of course, and uh, what had happened within that time that that week? Um, our I come home on a Saturday, or my husband had called me. It was a Saturday, and I was out, and he said, "Honey, um, the realtor came uh, that represents the homeowner came and put a notice on our gate that on the twenty first of February we're done. They wanted the home back." Uh, their financial situation had changed and now they don't, the, the favor that we saw at the beginning was not there anymore. <laughs> uh, in fact, it was the complete opposite. They, they had gone so far to ask the realtor if on midnight of the 21st, they could take possession of the house. Now you understand we've got uh, a staff member and her husband living in the apartment down the garage. Uh, we've got us and our, our three kids. We've got, um, another staff member who's been living with us, uh, for a while. And, uh, so we've got, and and we got chickens. Okay. (laughs) We got chickens and we got dog. That's a lot of people and, and a lot of legs, you know? (laughs) And so like my husband said, the fate of our chickens you can't just pick up chickens and move chickens. The fate of our chickens rests in our faith. <laughs> Listen, when you got chickens depending on your faith, you'll do something. <laughs> you won't quit. I'll tell you what. And so uh, we decided we didn't tell you know, the, the, the staff members that live with us and live in the apartment, we didn't decide, we didn't tell them, we didn't tell anybody, we didn't tell our staff, we didn't tell anybody what we were facing. Because the day that woman put the notice on that gate, it felt like every devil in hell got unleashed in my household. We woke up with it, we went to bed with it. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You have no loan. Three weeks. You got to close in three weeks. They're going to take possession of the house. They're going to sue you. I'm telling you, the the mental game was on. This was this February. And I mean, you know, and of course, camp meeting comes around. And, you know, we didn't say anything camp meeting. Just just living, living the dream. We're living the dream. You never know. We're living the dream. You know. And uh, so here comes three weeks out. No loan. No, not, not even, you know, he's working on stuff, but nothing. I'm going, I, just let me sign something. I just want to sign something. <laughs> nothing, nothing, just numbers, just throwing out numbers. We had nothing. And uh, two weeks comes around. 
And we had, we had kind of secured something, you know, we had two options going. We kind of secured something and they wanted to send an appraiser out to our home. And on that Wednesday, they were supposed to send an appraiser out. And here we go. You know, we had been, there was one night that there was such pressure and opposition uh, with uh, the the purchase of the home, I had to get up and play one of her sermons. I went out and slept on the couch, and I put on one of Pastor Nancy's sermons from uh, Holy Ghost meetings, and I played it all night long. I choose faith, and then I'd wake up, Brother Philip singing, and I'd rewind it, <laughs> and I'd wake up, and the group is singing. <laughs> you know, I choose to believe. I rewind that thing. That's on our, our YouTube, by the way. I'd recommend you go listen to that. And so all night, just to, just to keep my mind in check. Keep my mind in line with the decision we had made. My mind was not going to get uh, me out of the decision. Remember I said, the word is your answer, but it comes with a decision and an effort of faith. So by two weeks, I was spending eight, uh, anywhere from seven to eight hours on the phone every day. You can ask her every day, seven to eight hours. I got three babies. I've got, I was still teaching in the Bible school. She was, uh, all right, you're up on Sunday. I said, well, I guess you're serious about this pastoring thing. <laughs> you know, you got, you got babies mouths to feed. You got sheep to feed. You got, uh, you got business to take care of. Yeah, and you got chickens. <laughs> and so I don't have time. I don't have time to sit and cry. And that Saturday when they put that notice on the door, I looked at my husband and tears started coming to my eyes. And I said, I, honey, give me something. <laughs> and he said, he said, sister. <laughs> he said, brother Hagen said, I feel sorry for people who never go through anything. I said, thank you, brother. That's it. That's all I need. That's my answer. Because <laughs> I don't want nobody feeling sorry for me. He, that, what is Brother Hagen? Stephen loves when Brother Hagen says people act like they live faith, and then something, one thing rears its head, and they go out like Lottie's eye. Stephen goes, I don't know what Lottie's eye is, but I'm not going to be Lottie's eye. <laughs> We were determined. And so seven to eight hours a day, what was I doing? You say, well, if you were in faith, you wouldn't have to be on the phone so much. God would do it. Listen, I was making my effort of faith because I agreed that that was my home. God said to me, you make the effort and he does the work. So I was making the effort. And while I'm making my effort, he's working. I can't see his work. He just needs to see my effort, and he'll do the work. Don't get discouraged if you can't see his work. I, I couldn't, I'm telling you, every day a new no came. There was another no for something else, another no, another roadblock. It looked like in the natural. It looked like. God, see, people want to do the work themselves. They want to, they think faith is a work. Faith is, yes, faith has works, but what that's talking about is faith has an effort. You put your effort to show you're in agreement. 
So I was showing God every day, seven to eight hours a day on the phone, calling whoever I needed to call, talking to every realtor that needed to be discussed, you know, whatever needed to be discussed. And I, I, my husband, or I remember the realtor said, well, do you think, oh, in the meantime, my realtor goes to the Philippines. And she's a bulldog. She's a fighter. I'm going, God, we need you. So her husband, he's a wonderful man. And I, I think it was actually wonderful that she went because he's a very calm, uh, collected guy. And every day that we faced an issue, he'd call me. He was so calm. And I would, you know, I would talk to him and he'd just be reassuring. All right, you just do what you got to do. Get it done. And then I just kept wanting to say, when does Margaret get back? Because she's a fighter. And we needed somebody on our, on our side because these people were bound and determined to take this home back. They wanted to do everything in their power to stop us from purchasing this home. They didn't care who we were. They didn't care that we had kids or chickens or nothing. And uh, the devil will fight. He's going to fight getting it into your name. And so we weren't surprised that the fight came for the property to get into the Dufresne name. And so we just held our ground, held our ground every day, seven, eight hours. Oh, if you were in faith and you wouldn't have to be on the phone, that's not true. Faith makes the effort. Faith makes the effort. If you believe that you receive, if you believe that he's working, then you're going to join your effort with his works and show him and not just go sit on the couch and cry. When are you going to do it for me, God? Why is it taking so long? Why, do, why does this have to happen to us? You don't ever ask yourself that when you're moving forward with prosperity. Prosperity never feels sorry for itself. Prosperity never looks at, well, why did it happen for them like this? And why can't it, did it happen for me like this? Amen? And so uh, I told my husband, I said, he, he didn't do much with all of that. Um, he was just the... Um, the moral support, I guess, and just said, brother, just stay with me, you know, cause every day he'd wait for some different report and nothing new. We got a lot of no's today, brother. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, every day, every, you know, after the first, um, after the first week, uh, of that great opposition and waking up at night and that thing, the devil's sitting there and, you know, the devil would tell him, what are you going to do? How are you going to pack all this stuff up? You got all your mom's stuff down in that garage. Where's it going to go? Now she has to get a storage. Where's your staff members going to go? What are you going to tell your kids? The devil's telling me, what are you going to tell your kids? What are you going to tell the congregation when you fail? I tell you, I woke up with that thought every day. That thing waited on me every morning when I sat up. What are you going to, and everything talked to us, everything, you know, oh, don't he, he needed to do some stuff with the landscape. Why are you doing stuff with the landscape? You about to get, you about to lose this house. You know, I remember we went out, uh, was it before camp meeting or Holy ghost meetings before Holy ghost meetings, we were buying getting some new stuff for the uh, green room and we went to Marshall's and this whole thing, you know, it already started the opposition. And so we went to Marshall's and there was this beautiful, uh, blue chair. What, what's the material? The velvet, blue velvet chair there. Uh, Navy. I love Navy blue. And I saw it. I go, <gasps> and the devil says, why are you going to buy that? Because the bedroom you're going to be moving into is a lot smaller than the one you got now. So don't buy it. I said, give me that chair. 
I told that lady, can you wheel that to the front, please? It's taken. There was only one. I went and bought me a chair for my bedroom. That God blessed me with drapes. Nobody knew I wanted drapes. And somebody gave me, came and gave me, uh, in the middle of the last year, a $500 gift card. Didn't even know to the exact place where I wanted to buy my drapes from. Only God knew. Only he knew. I told him and him alone where I wanted my drapes from. All the money to cover. I said, God, if you gave me the drapes, you're going to give me the house. (laughs) So every, the devil forgot that every morning when I woke up and he said that, that I was looking at the drapes that God gave me, you know. So I went and bought a new chair to put by my drapes just to show him I'm not moving. I'm not moving naturally and I'm not moving spiritually. Amen. And so. A week comes down, or a week and a half, and we're supposed to get this appraisal. And my husband goes home, and it's been, it's been 45 minutes. And I'm at the dentist with my son getting his teeth clean. And he says, honey, there's nobody here. Nobody's showing up. I'm going, are you serious? I call, yeah. I, we have to get the appraisal. And then after that, you still got things. If you know real estate, you got, there's a lot of things that have to happen and a lot of hands in the pot. And I need that appraisal because that appraisal still takes a couple days for them to get that in. And we got, I think, I think at that point it was maybe a week and a half, two weeks, I think something. We didn't have that much time. And then in the meantime, that same day, and I love telling this uh, because it's a whole nother testimony, which I won't say, but that, that same day I'm sitting there in the dentist, we're, we're getting told the one loan that we, we were moving forward with, we had gotten a yes on everything looked good and the appraiser never showed up. And I called my loan guy. I said, Oh, they said, no, they're not going to give it to you. And right after that, my, my sister called me, mom just had surgery and they found ovarian cancer. And my son's got a cavity. (laughs) And I'm sitting in the dentist's office. He's in the chair, and I'm looking out the window. And uh, I get back, and uh, I call my husband, and he said, I said, honey, they canceled our loan. The appraiser's not coming. Go find something else to do. I call my sister, and she said, uh, She said, well, the good news is, she said, ovarian cancer never gets caught. And she said she was having so much pain that that you never have with ovarian cancer. They got everything out. And this was a couple days there. Everything's completely good. My mom's a whole nother testimony. But in the same day, you you think you're losing your home. And your mom's got, got, you know, devil's trying to take your mom out. What are you going to do? Well, a renewed mind goes to the gym. I go, I go to the gym four days a week, and I call my husband. He said, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to the gym. I said, I'm going to the gym. I'm going to come home. I'm going to make dinner like I usually do, and we're going to go to bed tonight. We're going to get a good night's sleep. And that's exactly what we did because faith makes an effort. It may be an effort in making a phone call. It may be the effort of sitting on your couch. It may be the effort of buying something. It may be the effort. I don't know what your effort of faith is going to be, but you better make it. Because it's showing your agreement with God. So we still had secured a loan two days before we needed to close. Can you imagine that, Pastor Diana? And it's a holiday weekend. President's Day was Monday. Come that Friday, that Friday before the Tuesday we were supposed to close, we still had nothing. 
Oh, no loan. And this one man, he, uh, he wasn't going to do the loan. Somebody in our church had put us in connection with this man. He wasn't going to do loan, and he called back. He said, no, I'm going to do it. And the moment that man got involved, we began to see miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle. God was waiting on that man. Somebody is anointed to help you. And this man who said he wasn't going to do it, he called us back. Because he was the one anointed. And when the one that was anointed to help got involved, now we began to see. He paid his people to work over the holiday weekend. He paid the escrow lady under the table extra money to come in on a Saturday, get him what he needed. We got the appra- another appraisal guy to come out, you know, within a day's notice. And then the, we needed, the last thing we needed was a prelim title report. They said, that takes 24 hours. We got it in 30 minutes. And the day we got, we got that the day we were supposed to close. And that morning, and, and that morning we got up and I sensed that anointing on me. And I said, this is it. This is it. Today's the day. And I go, why does it not feel like every other day? Because anointing's on me. And I told pastor, I was so excited. The prelim title report, we had just seen miracle. I mean, this man was working for me <laughs> under the influence, <laughs> you know, and when he began to do get get involved, and that afternoon at one o'clock, the real our realtor called, and she said, uh, or the the realtor called. She said uh, the escrow gal just called me and said that the own that she's stopping the whole transaction. The owner came down and said uh, to stop everything. I said, do they have the legal right to do that? She said, yes, they do. One o'clock, we just seen miracle after miracle. Everything was was lining up. And the owner went down there. And I tell you, we were, I was driving with my son, my middle son. And I called pastor. And I, I appreciate her responses to me through all this. Because she would say, I'd call her, you know, this is the report. You know, this is, every day I was calling her, okay. She'd say, give me an update. And I'd give her an update. And then she'd say, okay, well, what are you going to do? <laughs> I don't know, sister. You're the pastor. Tell me what to do. That's what my flesh wanted to say. <laughs> You're the mother? Tell me. <laughs> she, she'd say every day, what are you going to do? All right, well, what are you going to do? You know, that's the b- best gift you can give to your kids to help them follow the Holy Ghost and walk faith out for themselves. And I told her, I said, I'm going to keep fighting. I said, the fight's in there. I'm not quitting. God had told me two weeks early. I looked in the mirror. I said, God, give me something. And all I heard was, don't quit. So that's all I was, I, that's, that's what I was riding on. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Every day I just get up. That's all I know to do, God. That's all you said to me. Don't quit. So I don't know how to quit now, God. I don't care that they're trying to pull a plug. I don't know how to quit. It's not in me. So I pulled over in a parking lot, and Bear said, what are we going to do? I said, baby, we're going to sit here, and we're going to worship God, because that's all we know to do right now. We sat for 45 minutes in a parking lot in my car, worshiping God, praising God, psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Within an hour after that, my realtor called, and she said, legally, they have to issue a demand to close, which gives you three days legally. And from the time they issue that, they could have issued that, uh, that to us that day. And we would have had to close by Friday. Was it Friday? 
Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. They didn't issue it to us because I think they were trying to find their loophole. They had none. Yeah, and then Coldwell Banker stepped in and said, if they try to stop it, we're suing them. They came to our defense, and they we had three days. They didn't issue it to us till Thursday, which gave us till Monday. Yeah, seven more days. And we needed that. We ended up need. It looked like it was going to come. The escrow lady, she had personal problems. She had things going on. She didn't like our loan guy. She did. She really, she really, it was a trip. It was a, it was a, it was a circus for two weeks. It's not a circus. If you don't, if you spend seven, eight hours a day on the phone, you know, something's going on. It was a nut house. It was an, it was crazy. Because the devil was relentless, but I don't quit. I had seen God work when we didn't have the income six years ago. I had seen God pay off my credit card. I had seen God provide for us when dad went home. I had seen way too much. I had seen us look like it would be short every month and more than enough money came in. Too late now, devil. Nice last ditch, but too late. And so I told her, I said, I'm not quitting. I'm not quitting. This is my house. God has brought, and this, this testimony, uh, he knows the testimony that this house is going to be and the, the, the uh, stepping out in faith and how this is going to resonate with people and how it's going to help them and bless them and encourage them. And he doesn't like that. It's not just about us and God blessing us with a home. You understand that. It was bigger than that for us. That's about where we were going. And he knew that. He, see, he saw the other side. Amen. And so when they, um, uh, when they did that, so I began to worship God. And God had told me back in December, we'll go to the very last day. Well, I'm thinking the very last day is Tuesday. That's the day we're supposed to be closed. He told me, go the very, very last day. I didn't tell my husband that. I told her, I said, looking back, I probably should have said and prepared him, but I didn't want to tell him that. And uh, so the very last day ended up being that Monday. And uh, all the money, the lady, I, and I want to share this to help you. When, um, when you have opposition in a situation like this or moving forward and the devil's going to fight you uh, and in the plan of God, and he wants to fight. And, and you know, people don't, this lady at the escrow, I tell you what, bless her heart, she just did everything she could to slow us down. I don't think she wanted to stop it. I think she just wanted to move in her own time because she was having some real personal problems. And she didn't like the guy who was anointed to help me. And uh, that Thursday night when the, the money was supposed to come in on Thursday, and they, now they're telling us it's not going to come in till Monday, be funded till Monday, everything was done. And uh, that Thursday night, I was waiting on her. We were waiting on her to put the money in. I went to God, and I said, God, I said, instead of getting mad at this lady and getting frustrated, I said, I got so much compassion for her. We ended up, we had met her. And I said, I'm asking you. Now, I don't know if she knows you or not, but if she doesn't, I'm asking for laborers to be sent across her path. And God, I'm asking if she does know you, that somebody who's full of the word will be able to minister to her. Father, whatever's going on with her, her marriage and her kids, I, I, and I just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost for her. 
And I spent my Thursday night, instead of crying out to God for myself and what situation we were in and why isn't this happening and asking him, why didn't, you know, all the whys or just, you know, emergency tongues. You know, you can do that. That's not faith. I spent my Thursday night when we needed the money on Friday. I spent my Thursday night praying for this lady. Because every time you act in love, faith works by love. Because I know I'm going to get my house, but I don't know if she knows that there's hope for her life. But I know the hope for mine. And so that Friday morning, she called my realtor. She called my loan guy. They had a conference call, and that was it. She came around. It was all done. The money came in uh, 30 minutes Within uh, 30 minutes, it was funded of the legal time, and it was recorded within 20 minutes. Oh, yeah, it recorded seven minutes. Remember what Pastor said last night? In seven days, you know, he can create anything. He can do anything. We love what Brother Norville said. Uh, You can't. Control God by your stupid clock. And so we decided that we weren't going to ever again. We're never looking at the, t- the, the, the time clock. We're not looking at, you know, let God. Listen, don't look at how long it's been. Don't look at how long you've waited. You keep your effort of faith out there. And you let God, you let the plan of God come to pass you let him but it's going to take your effort of faith with a renewed mind the effort of faith is so easy when your mind's renewed the effort of faith is so easy listen it was so easy for joshua to take the children of israel into the promised land when it was so difficult for moses because joshua meditated day and night day and night day and night, and he made an entire nation prosperous in the plan of God because one man meditated. Amen? How is it going to affect, think about how it's going to affect your family. Think about how it's going to affect your children. When you take your mind and you do something with it, with the word of God, and you make an effort of faith, amen? It'll change your life. It'll change your future. It'll change generations to follow, amen? If you make decisions. So that is my testimonial of what pastor said last night. It works. It works. Amen. So what are we going to do? We're going to make our effort of faith. Money's no issue, right? And our thinking and our believing and our giving and our receiving. We proved to God that money was no issue with us for six years. And our thinking and our believing, our giving and our receiving. You think it'll take six years for you? Uh, No, I'm just saying, you know, I'm not looking at the timeline. You know, I just know this. I think God dealt with this earlier because we were so young. And I had some renewing of my mind for what God wanted for me. Amen. To come up higher. Amen. But it takes an effort of faith. If you make the effort, let God do the work. He'll do it. Amen. Pastor Lauren.